Do you remember when the Cardinals played in uh, St. Louis? Uh, I actually got a trading card with a uh, St. Louis Cardinal. I personally don't remember. The first memories of football I got is them being Phoenix Cardinals. So two of the oldest franchises in the NFL, they getting back at it this weekend and re- reuniting in the city where they both started. Chicago, the Chicago Cardinals, one of the original, what was it, the AFA or AFL or whatever the league was named back then. One of the original franchises all the way back from 1920. The D- Decatur Staley's, the original Bears name, also founded in 1920 by Hallis. Um, 103 years of history between these two. I was joking around. The Cardinals left uh, St. Louis in uh, the late 80s. I think it was 88. Or 80. Cardinals left Chicago in 1960 for St. Louis. They stayed there for another 20 some odd years. And left in the late 80s. However, the iteration of both these teams in 2023, not their best versions. 103 years to get us here, and both teams look like poo. The tale of this game is going to be the quarterbacks. You got an unconventional battle of quarterbacks. Both teams got a quarterback with unbelievable physical tools, incredible physical tools, but are probably trending towards being somebody else's starter next season. Justin Fields and Kyler Murray. Uh, last week, I think both both teams had, oh, both quarterbacks, rather, they had one touchdown, two interceptions. Kyler had a pick six. Um, I think Kyler Murray, his, uh, his quarterback rate last week was uh, in the high 60s while Justin was in the high 40s. Both of them faced a league level, a, a top league level defense last week. And neither one, neither the Bears or the Arizona Cardinals are top level defenses as they stand today. So there's a lot of similarities coming into this game for the for those two kind of malign quarterbacks, Kyler Murray, Justin Fields. Um is, is any other similarities that I'm, I'm missing other than, you know, Kyler is kind of diminutive and Justin isn't? Um, I, I think that's pretty accurate. You know, you got two uh, young quarterbacks who have flashed a lot of potential who time may be running out in their respective cities. Uh, and that's due as much to as their up and down play as uh, – and it's uh, also due to where their respective teams uh, picking in the draft. The Bears currently have number one, and Caleb Williams is a very, very highly regarded prospect. Um, and the Cardinals, I think they're sitting at three. Yep. Sitting at three, and that's right in Drake May territory, you know. And who knows, the Cardinals could actually end up number one. They're one game behind the Panthers at three wins, so, you know, Gonna be interesting in the last three games, although that would require the Panthers to win one or two games. I know the tiebreaker strength of schedule. I don't know off the top of my head who has the strength of schedule advantage in this, but can we have a sidebar real fast? 
How garbage are the Atlanta Falcons to lose to the Panthers? That 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 was uncalled for. The Panthers, they are they're not good. They're losing and trying their best. And they yeah. effed around and, and they effed around and beat the Falcons. And I don't think the uh, Panthers didn't score a touchdown in that game, did they? I don't think anybody scored a touchdown in that game. I don't think anybody if they if anybody did score a touchdown, I don't think anybody saw it. It was like maybe um twelve hundred people there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were trying to give away those tickets. Tickets for forty cents. No one came. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Reinsdorf, if you if you if you're listening, Jerry Reinsdorf, um, Michael Reinsdorf, or anybody else that runs the White Sox, Uh-oh. don't move to Carolina because it ain't gonna get no better. No one goes to your games in Chicago. They're not gonna go to your games in Carolina either. No. Are the White Sox trending towards the Cardinals heading out the city? Are they getting chased out by by a bear, cub? That was is that what's going on. Hey, is does the bear family run the city? Yeah, the bears definitely run the city. I think uh, I think Ryan's just playing footsie with Nashville and some other places, just trying to you know. He's not, going, he, he's not going to Nashville. They got um, you know, their their stadium deal is up in a couple of years. So they're like, hey, look, I need a new stadium. You know how the game is. But in any case, so Carolina, they messed around and won. And now they have two wins. And Arizona has three wins. New England has three wins. The Bears have five wins. Uh, and so it is It is the Arizona Cardinals could mess around and end up with the number one pick. But I'll let the Arizona fans talk about that. <laughs> All seven of them. To this weekend, the Cardinals are second from the bottom of the league in pass defense as it relates to the o- opponent quarterback rating and completion percentage. The Bears have looked a lot better in pass defense as of late, but they did give up fo- almost 400 yards to Flacco last week. Yeah, um, I think I think he completed what two. Two fifty-yard plus passes. Yeah, that Amari Cooper uh, and that uh, Najoku pass really, really piled on the yards, and those came late. Those are fourth quarter, um, fourth quarter completions, I believe. Yeah, I think he, I think, I think he threw for like two hundred and fifteen in the fourth quarter alone. Jesus, that's something like that. That's a um, horrible meltdown. Yeah. Uh, the Bears are the Bears have the seventh worst pass defense um, and have given up the third most passing touchdowns. But they are tied with Arizona in that category. Um, so who has the upper hand? Which quarterback has the upper hand going against this defense? Uh, both defenses can be can be attacked. Uh, obviously, I just I laid that out there. Both defenses are vulnerable against the pass. Which one do you think has the upper hand here? I'm going to say the Bears have the upper hand um, and Justin Fields. But the fact that um, the Bears secondary is trending in the right direction. And I think of some of that, some of the Bears struggles in the secondary was due to injuries. you got to remember, there was a time that they were missing Jalen Johnson, Tyreek Stevenson, and Terrell, uh, uh, and Tyler Ward, and Terrell Smith. So the Bears at one point were missing three of their top corners. And I believe there might have been one week 
No, I think Terrell Smith did play. So Terrell Smith has been at all, all four, all their top four corners have been in and out the lineup uh, early in the year. And I think that's a lot of, that was a lot of the problem with just not having a talent out there. And then when the talent initially got back, I think another problem was having a chemistry and cohesion. You know, in the secondary, you got to be, you, you got to have chemistry. Um, mm -hmm. You got to understand where each other's going to be, you know. So I think a lot of that was that the Bears just didn't, they, they weren't healthy and, and they didn't have a lot of time together. So I actually think the Bears secondary is, is pretty solid right now. They're in a good place, even though um, they gave up a lot of yards in that fourth quarter. I think the Bears secondary league-wise, they're, they're in a pretty good place. And they have a, and they have in the front fours putting pressure on. Most importantly, the front fours getting to the quarterback, forcing guys to make throws early. So, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna give the advantage to the Bears in this one. Um, I think I I I, I agree, but kind of reluctantly. I think the Bears do have the uh, upper upper hand because the defense. Has been trending better over the last what since mid October, since mm -hmm. the uh, since the uh, uh, end of the DC game, the defense has been playing a lot better. Uh, Montez, the Montez Sweat um, trade has been a, a roaring success, and I don't think the I don't think the Cardinals protect Kyler very well. So I think uh, also doesn't protect himself very well. No. He definitely leaves himself available to get to get hit. So Holds the ball a long time, yeah. Mm -hmm. Trying to make a big play, um, but not 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 in the same sense as Justin. Justin holds the ball, not necessarily for the big play, but looking for the easy play instead of making. Justin got to stop holding his balls at the wrong time. And go. We told him drop. We, or or pay told you, Justin, to tuck your balls, not just hold them. Speaking of that, um, I was talking about sacks. Uh, Justin took two sacks last week. Um, fumbled twice. Balls to the sack. <laughs> Good transition. Uh, yeah. Both yeah. Necessary. Justin took two sacks last week. He had two more fumbles. Um, the the Cardinals they don't get to the quarterback a lot. They don't get to the quarterback. I mean, you know, we've heard we've talked about that ad nauseum for this team. I think the yeah. the Cardinals have they are ninth from the bottom in the league with thirty sacks. The Bears are third from the bottom with twenty five. Um, so this just added adding more that we think the it should be a easier time for Justin to manipulate the defense and have his own have his way against the Cardinals secondary and you know defense as a whole as it relates to Kyler. Kyler Murray, he's more experienced. He's had a lot more explosive games in his career, but he is still coming back from injury. Right there, there is a there's a time. There is some getting you know getting your feet wet type of type of type of you know he's thing. Left he's from injury, right? Yeah, yeah he's, he's only there. I think he's only been back for four weeks, something like that. So yeah, he's still he ACL at the end of the season last year. Towards that. Around this time, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So he might not even be up, up to 100%. Definitely not up to 100%. Yeah, he's still feeling his way around. So I, I, I would I would give the edge to, to Justin. He's safe. As stated, both both of the teams are coming off a loss last year last week. Uh, the Bear, the Bears, we've we've talked about it. The Bears renewed their season tradition of blowing games. Uh, the uh, the Cardinals got roadhoused by the best team in the conference, San Francisco. Um, the Cardinals are the eighth worst total defense. I feel like that's really really goes into my was an hour that the Bears can exploit that. Eighth worst total defense. I think the Bears are at least average like in the middle of the league, like 15th or something like that. Um, yeah, but I think the way the Bears have been playing lately, they've been playing closer to a top 10 defense lately. Yeah. Should be. Um, there's no reason why the Bears should go into this game as – as an underdog. And in fact, I think last I looked at it, there were like four point favorites. So we expect, we expect Justin to have another bounce back game. You said that Justin needs to have two more games to close the season. Now, like he looked like he looked against the commanders and the Broncos. He got three games left. <laughs> Time's taken Justin. And, and, and defense that, uh, green Bay defenses, uh, not looked very good this season, and neither is Arizona. So he's got two games. Uh, uh, Atlanta's defense actually plays pretty well at times. Um, mm-hmm. he, he's got three opportunities. Uh, I don't know if a decision's already been made. I'm not Brian Poles, but uh, I would guess that what I've heard from um, some pretty reliable sources that it is still a week to week evaluation on Justin or drafting a quarterback next season. As it should be. It should be week to week. As, at this point, um, you should not have made any decisions yet. If they've made a decision, they've made a mistake. Um, Justin, can he could, he could light the world up in the last three weeks. None, as you said, the, the defenses that we still got on the schedule, they ain't, they ain't world beaters. He can go light the world up. And for that same reason, Caleb can impress you when he has his pro day, you don't know. So keep an open mind. Yeah. But the time is running out for <laughs> time is running out to impress. It, it is. We said uh, a few weeks ago, we need the Cardinals to win this game. Our <laughs> now, as, as we said, we are looking for just like show was worth. Mm-hmm. How does, how does that relate to, where we want the Bears to do with this game. Because if the Bears win the game, you know, and, and we just said he could, it's more more so. In fact, I'm going to ask you, if the Bears were to win this game, mm-hmm. is, this a, is this a plus for Eberflus? Or is this like whatever? Uh, um, I think last week, if they would have held on to the lead and they came and won this game and moved to um, seven and eight, well, seven and eight. Yeah, yeah. They would, if they would have won last week, they'd they'd be six and eight, and winning this week would put them at seven and eight. However, I think this uh, the week to week evaluation may still be ongoing for Justin Fields. I think I think for Eberflus, it's done. I think 
um, losing three games in the fourth quarter by double digits, uh, I think that's probably cemented his fate. Uh, so I don't know if winning again will help him. Although on the flip side, he's got a couple things going in his in, in his favor. If they can still finish eight and nine, which they mathematically can, and they got uh, they they got three winnable games. Green Bay will probably be the hardest because that's a road game, and Green Bay could be fighting for a playoff spot. Uh, Eberflus could could say, "Hey, I came into a situation where the team was stripped down to the nuts and bolts. You know, we tore this thing down to the foundation and rebuilt it. We won three games last year, and I finished with eight wins. And the defense trended up. Coming into the season, if we we were to say the Bears won eight games, I think uh most of the guys on this uh, podcast predicted eight or nine wins." We probably say we're right. We're right on on target. However, it's just that with the way they've lost games this year, and with Justin's development just being up and down, I don't know if I don't know if winning this game means anything for Eberflus. I think the Bears could already be looking to uh, replace. Um, they could have lost last week. They could have lost to the Cleveland uh, Cleveland Browns and won this game, and it still would have been a plus if we didn't lose the way we lost. The way we lost, yeah. it was largely on the coach. Um, yeah, there's some, a lot of questions. troubling decision-making. Yeah, fourth down that yeah. you went for and didn't convert. Um, a third and 15 where even the defensive players uh, questioned the play call, and that's that's never a good thing when, when multiple players get into the post-conference and the press conference post-game and, and, and question why would a call be made like that or why would a defense be um, designed like that. So, yeah. Um, sorry, Matt. I, 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 think your, I think your fate is sealed. And Getsy yeah. surely is sealed. Oh, definitely. <laughs> He can start. He can start pulling up at Jules and getting getting them extra uh, egg boxes so he can clean out his clean out his office. He can do that yeah, now. Yeah, update, update your LinkedIn, Getsy. Update your resume. Uh, start having your agent send out um you know backdoor fillers. Maybe you need to be looking somewhere in Division One or maybe a quarterbacks coach or uh what happens to offensive coordinators that 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 flame out with their chance? Usually they become uh offensive quality control assistants. Gonna give you a title like that or passing game coordinator. You know, you could probably get one of those uh, opportunities. Maybe Aaron Rodgers, you know, Aaron likes getting useless things from his past glories uh to his to his new teams. So maybe Aaron will have you hired next year when he holds the Jets hostage for maybe another disappointed season. Maybe Aaron will have you be the passing game control assistant specialist. That'll be perfect for him. That'll be perfect for Aaron. Go ahead and hire, go ahead and hire Getty to be your personal uh, quarterback liaison to whatever, whatever the hell, some made up title. Go ahead and do that. I would love to see Getty with the Jets. Another flame out for the Jets coming up. That's exactly how that goes. But I'm, I'm so sick of seeing this bald, hairless face, Brazilian <laughs> wax face on our sideline. Enough of that. Grow up. With your childish playbook and childish face, not a heron sight. Definitely. How do you get Yo, your face that clean shaven as a as an adult man? 
What's that? The, uh, the Gillette? The Gillettes? The, the Gillettes work for him, I guess. I don't know. They were sponsored by the NFL for many years. <laughs> yeah, who who was the sponsor? Who was the uh, the Gillette sponsor? I forgot. I don't remember. The spokesman, rather. Uh, I don't remember. Which, what NFL player was the spokesman for their Gillette campaign? I don't remember. Um, probably Kurt Warner. I don't know. Let's see. Did the Kurt have a mustache? No. no Kurt didn't have any face Tom Brady doesn't have any either, does he? Matt Eberflus. No. What is it? These, these childish predatory faces. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of it. All right. So we both, I, I agree. Getsy, you, you cooked. You cooked already. I don't care what you do. Justin can go out there and throw for a thousand yards in the last three games. Getsy, I don't, I don't care. Getsy, you gotta go. Uh, Eberflus, if they didn't lose the game the way they lost, and he won this game, I was like, okay, we we're trending. Uh, I I'll keep an open mind. Maybe just but, get him an offensive coordinator. You know, that would be that would be the thing. But uh, yeah, I I don't know. I just feel like it's it's the guy can coach defense, and that is. A good quality, but I feel like there are way more defensive minds that you could bring in to just be a defensive coordinator than the inverse. I feel like great offensive minds aren't just sitting there waiting to be hired as your coordinator. They're usually trending towards coaching. You know, right. your Kyle Shanahan's don't become your next offensive coordinator. They become your next coaches. So, I don't think just being good defensively is enough Keep Eberflus around. No, because and again, it's you got to offer him some grace. He is doing a lot. He's doing the defensive coordinator job because his defensive coordinator had to get fired. That's yeah. on him. He's doing head coaching job. Also, that's a lot of work to do. However, it it's is. a it's a situation you put yourself in because. The Bucks does stop here. You you are the you are the boss, and because your subordinates got fired, you had to step in and do his job. That is, it's admirable. But it's still it's a it's a it's a it's a it's an f up that you put yourself in. Um, and it's it's not like other head coaches in the league aren't doing aren't pulling double duty in some respects. Uh, Sean McVay, I, I think he definitely doing that. Yeah, yeah. Sean, Sean McVay, McVay is calling, McVay calling his own plays. Reed, McDaniel's in Miami. Yep. I mean, so while it may be difficult for him to oversee everything, especially offense, why he's got to oversee the defense and call the defensive plays, I, I can't give him too much of a, a pass for it. Um, not to the extent no. where I can say, "All right, come back. We're just going. The Bears got to." Uh, Warren or Pose, they have to institute an offensive coordinator, a better offensive coordinator for you. Because, and uh, and and really, out in reality, when your boss starts hiring people that you have to manage, that's usually a telltale sign of when like you are on the hot seat. If you didn't already know. Speaking of hot seats, you know this all over Pittsburgh Steelers radio. They're talking about Tomlin. Possibly him and the Steelers partner ways. Would you 
Would you like some Tomlin in Chicago? Is he too old school for you? No, 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 no. Uh, Tomlin in Chicago would be a, a massive upgrade from everything we've had. Uh, I think it also fits. However, it does fit. It does fit. It does. The Bears need some type of. The Bears need what Tomlin brings. Tomlin brings a no nonsense attitude. Tomlin brings, you know, accountability. Yeah. The Bears need that in spades. I would not turn my nose up at hiring Tomlin. However, Tomlin has gone through some offensive uh, coordinators in the last decade. He's had three of them in the last decade. Getty would have made it past week four (laughs) with Tomlin. (laughs) Getty would have been gone. Tomlin would have packed his bags for him. That 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 Denver game or that Tampa Bay game or maybe the Kansas City game would have been it. That would have been it for uh for Getsy. Yes. That's a good question. I mean, I I'm definitely out on Bill Belichick. He's too old. Can't do it. Uh you know, there's nothing other than like like just overseeing the process. I don't want Bill Belichick anywhere near my team. Team's too young for I that. Bill Belichick. I think Bill Belichick's next move should be somewhere in the front office. Not necessarily as GM, but, you know, somewhere in the front office as a voice or as an advisor. Because he, he's never been, if you look at Bill Belichick's track record, he's never been a great drafter. I mean, he yeah. has some, everybody has misses. So let's, let's, I'm not going to nitpick because everybody has misses, but Belichick has some bad misses. A lot of them. Some, some bad misses, and it's too high in the draft for these bad misses. And sometimes where he traded back, where you stockpiling a bunch of mediocre players. There's a lot of first-round misses in Belichick's history. Matt Jones looking like the latest. Nikhil Harry, uh, a guy who came over to the Bears uh, briefly. Another first round miss. Mm. They're still not getting anything yeah. out of uh, Taekwon Thornton. I think that was last year's second round pick. The speedy receiver. I can't remember where he came out of. Him. Yeah, Belichick has a lot of a lot of bad misses. So with Belichick, it looks like he can't um, evaluate skilled wide receivers. That's what that's no. what I read, and neither can post. Uh, I would definitely have. I would definitely rather have Tomlin here because just for those two things we named earlier, accountability and um, no nonsense. Just you know, just yeah, grow up. <laughs> so, yeah. Some of that, some of that stuff, the, the Bears definitely need in, in spades. So we can figure out the X's and O's and all the other stuff. But the stuff that the coaches, the coach needs to have is bringing accountability in the locker room and the. We know we're getting that with Tomlin. I would hire him just on that alone. And 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 and, and, and as we've seen in Chicago, winning games with Mitch is hard. Very it's difficult. So I, I gotta give Tomlin a little bit of grace. He he makes the playoffs yearly or at least finishes above five hundred yearly. Um yeah, winning games with Mitch back there is 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 tough. And Kenny Pickett ain't too much better than Mitch. No, not, not much better. And Mason Rudolph is just – he's another variant of Mitch. You know, just, he's another variant. Yeah, they, 
in Pittsburgh, they they got to stop getting these uh, these guys who are variants of each other. They need to prune one of them soon. Oh, maybe all of them. Yeah, prune all of them. <laughs> Start over. Get get a get a different quarterback from a different universe this time. There's there's, there's going to be guys available in this draft. At least yeah. at least bring in somebody to compete with Kenny Pickett. Or if we move on from Fields, guess what? Uh, hey, Pittsburgh. No, 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 no. Because I, the Steel Curtain Network, they, 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 on the print side, they had an article floating out there this week. They think their their general manager can fleece us again. I think we, uh, they think we some suckers. They think we. Well, why would they not? <laughs> why would they not? I'm, 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 I'm sure they think they can send a conditional third round pick for Justin Fields. And then turn them around out there and laugh in our faces. Hey, let me tell you Why something. Why would they not? I ain't going. I ain't going. <laughs> Pose and Omar Khan and all the Steel Curtain Nation, they got to run me to fade. <laughs> no, no. They, no more trades with them whatsoever. I don't care if it's a good one. No. I don't want to do it. Stay out of the AFC North completely. Yeah. Stay out of the yeah. AFC North. Leave Baltimore. those swindlers alone. Baltimore finna go to Super Bowl off, you know, since adding one of our best our best player. Um, yeah. Now nah, let's let's, yeah, let's take somebody else. Uh, if we're gonna trade with anybody, I'd rather trade with Atlanta or somebody like that or New England. You know, get some somebody we can probably take advantage of. Yeah. No, nothing else. No, enough of the nonsense. Just, just, just stay away from the AFC North, please. Right. Leave them alone. They're bad. They're bad people out there. Back to this game. Uh, I think the the deciding factor for this game is not going to be one of the quarterbacks. I think it's going to be our rushing ability. Um, the Bears, that's been the Bears' best asset this whole season. No matter what side of the ball, no matter which uh, team you're talking about, the offense, the defense, or the special teams, the rushing has been – it showed up every week. Bar none. Except, except last week. Except last week. <laughs> uh, the Bears are fifth best in the league so far in that category. The Cardinals are second worst in defending the run. Uh, they do have James Conner. James Conner is a former Pittsburgh Steeler and a fantastic running back. You know, they're not really using him out the out the backfield as a receiver a lot this season. So He's the Bears really very good. Out the backfield. Very good. Very good. So, you know, we might have that easier to defend them. That's fine. Okay. Makes them easy, makes us easier to defeat them. You know, sometimes our linebackers get put in the wrong situations sometimes. So let's um you know let's let's what'll really way. help the Bears running game is Tevin Jenkins uh returning. Uh he's still in that concussion protocol. We we really need you, big fella. We, Really need you. We've been, we've shown to be successful without him running the ball. Um, it should we should be able to get our have our way with this have our way with this. We didn't see Deontay Foreman get a single rush carry last last week. It looked like he was going to wrestle. He didn't get a single yard. Oh, <laughs> different. <laughs> yeah, he had six of them for negative six. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, you oh, fell across the line of scrimmage. Did you, did you actually run the ball? That's, that's one of those um, man questions. No, I would say no. Oh, he did have six carries. Six carries, six, negative six yards. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, Khalil Herbert had six carries for eight yards. Roshan was the only one. He And, and you know, he got, as you said in our last episode, he got the bulk of his on long plays. He had five carries for 36 yards. 22 of, uh, of those yards came on one carry. Um, yeah, he also had another I, four catches I, I for 24. Think, I still think we're all waiting for the Roshan Johnson game. I think it would be a disservice to this season if we didn't take one of these last three games and just feature Roshan to see what the kid could do with 20 touches. I think it would be a major disservice, uh, to, to not get Roshan out there. And get him a bunch of touches. Let let him carry the ball fifteen plus times. Pass it to him out the backfield three to five times. I think it's time. You get you you got to see what this kid can do with, with a nice workload. I want to see what that looks like heading into next year. You know, Deontay Foreman is a free agent, and you know, um, re-signing veteran backs isn't the thing in the NFL. So I want to see what Roshan Johnson can do with a workload before we head into the draft that lets mm-hmm. you know, do we need to target a running back earlier or later? No, I don't, I mean, or the, not the, at decision all. Should, the decision should be no. As of right now, regardless of what we see Herbert from Roshan. Back next year. You got Roshan. Yeah. We got drafting running backs is a luxury. In my opinion, you do that unless they are, a special guy. Now, Jameer Gibbs and Abijan Robinson, I think they were drafted a little high, both of them, considering today's climate in the modern NFL. Yes, they're terrific talents, but I think both things can be true. Yes, they were drafted high, but guys like that should be targeted high. I mean, those guys, you, you got to get them somewhere in the first round or second round, those guys. They're, 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 they're that good, Bijan and Jameer. Definitely. Definitely. Uh that's why I said it, it, drafting them, drafting those type of running backs early is a luxury. The Bears, the, we have two running backs under contract coming back next year. Both of them are considerably young, and neither one are done. Yeah, they can get it done, and neither one costs a lot, in my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> if you want a running back, get them in the third day, or, or you could get them uh, as an undrafted guy before Keith Mitchell went down. Uh, he was he was making a, a good impact for the Baltimore Ravens. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know what's up with Ravens running backs. But uh yeah, that that guy was undrafted. Oh, DraftKings has the Bears as a four point home favorite, um, which is fair. I mean, both of these teams are garbage, so it shouldn't about four and a half on ESPN. ESPN bet. Yeah. They got to juice it, try to get that uh, that new sports book up and running. Okay. That hook. That hook is dangerous, people. That hook is always dangerous. Yeah. So, so if the Bears were four and a half point favorites, I would like the Bears on. I would like the bat. I kind of think we both think the Bears can win this game. Um, Four and a half, four. 
I think that's pretty. I think that's fair. I think the Bears couldn't win this game by a touchdown. So I don't. I don't, I don't really see that hook being too much of a uh, distractor. Now, if you wanted to bet this game on the reverse side, look now, listen up, Arizona Cardinals, you know, truthers, that hook would be very, it's very important. Um, the more, the better. If you think the Cardinals can take this, take this game, the more, the better. So if you get four and a half somewhere, definitely run with that. Take it. Because the Bears, even though we sit here and say, I think the Bears can win this game, the Bears have lost three games this year when they've had a 10-point lead. The Bears, what the Bears give, they take it away. (laughs) Definitely not. Definitely not. So I kind of, the Bears should win by a touchdown. The Bears should. If I put this in my my slip right now, I'm taking the Bears and the points and not looking back. Um no but if you, see four, if you see four and a half somewhere and, and you want to go uh, against the grand, take the underdog, I'm not mad at you. I mean, that's, you know, this, it's good money right there. So I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't hate it. What do you think about this total, though? Uh, DraftKings has it at 43. 43? Yeah. Uh, very close. I think I had, I think in my head I'm scoring this a 23-17. 27-17 Bears win. So towing a line on that one. I'm thinking 23-24. So, 27-17. That was last week's uh final for the Bears. Uh no, 27-17. I was thinking somewhere. Oh, okay. Either 23-17, 24-17. That's that's what I'm feeling. I'm thinking I'm thinking the car I'm, I'm thinking the game isn't that close. I think the Cardinals score late, somewhere in the fourth quarter to you know make it look better on paper. I, I see mm-hmm. the Bears uh, cruising by this one comfortably. I don't think they blow them out because the Cardinals have played tough in a lot of games. I don't think they blow yeah. them out, but I think the Bears win this game without too much uh, angst. But I do. I could see the Cardinals getting a late one in there. So that 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 forty three total. What's the weather going to be like? What are we looking at Sunday? I don't think it's going to be anything um, out of the ordinary. Just regular cold. I don't think it's going to be snow, rain, anything, high winds. Uh, so, interesting enough, both teams are 500 against the spread this season. Arizona 7-7, seven and seven, Bears are 6-6-2. Six and six and two. Um, So, <laughs> wherever you put your money, you, you're taking that risk. I, obviously, with gambling, you're taking that, you're taking that risk. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm fine. I, I, I would just if the line was at Bears, Bears minus seven, seven and a half. I would still take the Bears. That's, that's how confident I am in this game. We, I don't really want the Bears to win though. I kind of want them to stay at five wins. Uh, I mean, whatever that means for Eberflus's future with the team. Oh well, but I'm thinking about those yeah, that, that draft position. That six win will change your draft trajectory a lot. Yeah. In fact, no, 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 and not, not just that. I want Arizona to come away from Carolina. Just move a little wow. bit away. Move a little bit away from Carolina. Let Carolina sit where they are. Un, you know, I, I, I want to sweat less. Makes sense. That's yeah, I, I, that's I, how I, I, I am. Damn it, Atlanta! God <laughs> damn it, Falcons! Atlanta sucks, bro. Darius Ray, get your boys together. If you're somewhere listening, Darius Ray, 
Falcons fan, get your team together. I mean, you had an easy path to the playoffs. Easy path. The, the Falcons, you know, we talk about blowing leads. Falcons blew a Super Bowl, and they're blowing an easy, an easy walk into the playoffs. That's the yeah, but still, Falcons, you got to do better. Unfortunately, they can't. <laughs> it's just what they do. They this this is what they do. They they are six and eight right now. They are ninth in the in the conference. Uh, actually tenth tenth in the conference. They're only above Green Bay from the head to head tiebreaker. Um, it's crazy. So yeah. So I need Atlanta. I need Arizona to go ahead and win this game. Okay. Wow. Indeed, indeed. All right, or man. Or Derek Carr on playoff game. I do not see. We need a playoff committee to determine the uh, NFC South who gets that who gets that playoff position from the NFC South because none of them teams deserve to be there. Can we, can we do a play in? <laughs> can we do a play in or play out? <laughs> Listen, if you guys can't get. You guys can't score above 24 points, and this none of you can get in. <laughs> we go back to the 16 format in the NFC playoffs. Right. Nobody wants there, there's no way, there's no way when January starts, the NFL should give us that product and tell me that I have to sit in front of my TV and watch Derek Carr in a playoff game. How dare you? Well, right now is Baker. Bakers, they got the head to head. Tiebreaker over the Saints. Um, it was Baker more than I could deal with Derek Carr. Nobody should have to see Derek Carr or hear Jamie's Winston try to motivate that team. <laughs> I don't want this. I don't want to see him eating W's, doing weird dances, bringing in an empty briefcase with his corny Disney motivational things. <laughs> I don't want any of it. I will boycott that playoff game. I don't care who the Saints play. I will boycott it. I'm not watching that. No, I don't want to see that either. But it's funny though. <laughs> Just so the Winston walking through an empty stadium, it, you've never seen a player come enter the building that way. You you, you see him coming in through the parking deck, the loading dock, and you know he goes straight to the locker room. How did you get on this? How did you get on the field, bro? This this is pretty. This, you planned to, to have somebody film you with this big, giant, bedazzled suitcase and then walk into the locker room and say, hey, look, I guess I'm going to show you all. What's in my suitcase is what's separating us from greatness. And then dramatic, uh, dramatic pause, opens the suitcase to show what? I would have cut him. <laughs> right there. <laughs> we don't need a backup quarterback. Taysom Hill, you're now second string. I would have cut him. I would have been so angry <laughs> with the, with that corniness. I would have cut him then and there. You wasted that time, James. Get the hell out. I'm angry that somewhere Saturday night that he thought of this, that he was laying there <laughs> in his bed, and, and he carried. We all have had bad ideas. Every one of us has had bad ideas. But the difference between our bad ideas. Staying in our head and being executed is we have common sense. We say, hey, after a whole night of sleeping on it, this is not the thing to do. You know, most of my bad ideas come in the moment. 
I don't sit up there and carry them out like that and go get a suitcase that's empty. And, and no, that is all time terrible. Terrible. <laughs> but funny though. <laughs> all right, James so, is going to have a career after football. I don't know what it's going to be, but he there's going to be a mic and there's going to be a camera rolling in front of him, and maybe crab legs. I don't know. Hey, look! If he start a podcast, please don't start a YouTube channel. That would be perfect. He needs to be on camera. He needs to be on camera. It needs to be the crab legs needs to be there, and maybe maybe Publix sponsors it. That'd be so funny. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> Get some views yep. from me. I, I would definitely put it in the playlist. Episode fifty six. Who do we have? Fifty six. Uh, what number was Wilbur Marshall? Wilbur was fifty eight. Fifty eight. Warwick Holman no, wore fifty eight too, didn't he? Fifty six is a number that you just don't see guys wear. You know, it's one of those. It's one of those dead zones. Which type it up? I can't think of anybody ever wearing fifty six that that hung around and did anything significant. What was Hunter Hillemeyer? <laughs> so I'm looking at no, I'm looking at pro reference, pro football reference. I only see one guy. One player ever wore 56. He must have been one hell of a player because no one else has worn this number since 1936. He must have been one hell of a bad player that nobody wanted to wear that number. Four first team all pro is the jersey. No, because he played in Philly for half his career. 56 isn't retired by the Bears, so. It is. Bill Hewitt, he is re- it is retired. 56 is retired. Huh. Oh, Look wow. at that. That's why. See, this was in the, it says he was 5'9 and 190 and played end and defensive end. Boy, sometimes evolution doesn't take that long. Uh, clearly, I think his jersey was retired really early in and 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 in their history, and they didn't realize there were going to be much better humans to play football. Because there's no reason number fifty six should be retired based on his his stats. You said he had four All Pros. Yeah, I'm looking at the numbers. Yeah, he, he he played. Looked like he, yeah, four time All Pro, Hall of Fame, all nineteen thirties team. Okay, I get it. That's crazy, but, but he, the thing he that's funny. The Bears long. He would barely be. He would. He would barely be a corner. A corner now nowadays. He had. He was an end back then. <laughs> He'd be a punt returner. Yeah, definitely a punt returner. Five nine. Sheesh. They don't even make five nine corners no more. What I'm talking about? They don't do that no You're gonna more. You're going to be a nickel yeah. corner if you're five nine. You be fighting for your life. Bear down. Bear down. 